Hey folks, good morning. Welcome Ottawa. Uh, I got some news. So we're going to start with the weather. It's about six degrees outside. <clears throat> it's sunny, so it's nice, but it's windy, which is making a cold feeling somewhere around like uh, one degree or whatever. So definitely go for a walk, get some air, get out of the house, open a window, exchange the air in your house a little bit, stuff like that. Um, when I, I went and I took a look at the news, I wrote everything down. So the McDonald's on Montreal Road. Um, so if you're in Vanier and you're at the uh, Independent and the, the gas station, like that kind of area there on Montreal Road, there's a McDonald's. It's pretty much the only one in the area. Um, otherwise, you'd have to go down to uh, St. Laurent. So anyways, that Montreal McDonald's was closed. Uh, last working day of the infected staff member was the 4th of April. Um, I'm Listen, I'm fairly certain I visited that McDonald's, you know, that day or somewhere very close to that anyways. Um, and uh, the report for that McDonald's being closed, so it must have closed like maybe a couple days prior to, but the report came out on the 12th. Um, so you're looking at a nice fat eight days. Um, I don't have any of like the current information for like how long... Uh, COVID lasts, you know, on boxes in the air, et cetera, et cetera. But the last thing that I remember reading about a month ago was that it was both, uh, you know, it's airborne, but it's both wet and dry transmission, meaning, uh, you know, this this whole blight or whatever there of, you know, Justin Trudeau saying moistly, uh, it's it's true. You know, people talk with a lot of P's and T's and, and pleas and stuff like this or whatever, right? And uh, we, we tend to spit. You can't see it. You got to stand in the sun or, or whatever the case in a, in a well-lit room sometimes to kind of see. But when you speak, there's, there's a lot of shit that comes out of your mouth, man. And uh, so you got to keep that in mind. You know, that's, that's your two-meter distance right there. That's your six feet. Um, those droplets, they land. Uh, you know, it's, it's a moist or wet area, you know, for bacteria and, and stuff to survive and whatnot. Um, but dry transmission is also like I breathe and, and the carbon dioxide or whatever, like, you know, what it is that I'm breathing and coming out of my mouth and my nose, um, you know, that stuff flies in the air. So dry transmission wouldn't be heavy enough to fall down onto a surface and then have to survive there. But dry transmission moves around in the air. And there were reports that were out saying that COVID was also dry transmission, um, meaning that, you know, it could be. I don't know, fuck it, released into a, you know, an airborne jet stream and travel around the, the planet, you know, like it, that it doesn't need necessarily a carrier, for example, uh, that you can breathe in an elevator and not making, a, you know, any like droplets of, of breathing or whatever the case, but just simply breathing even in your mask and that the dry transmission would stay in that elevator. So someone else coming into the, the elevator or, you know, uh, could, could potentially be infected by breathing that in. So I don't know if the dry transmission is true. Uh, wet transmission obviously is. Um, and then through, you know, all the things that we touch and stuff like this. And I, I just want to take a quick second here because if, if you haven't heard it already, you need to hear this. Wearing gloves is a false sense of security and, and you need to take your gloves off. You need to touch everything with your hands and then you need to wash your hands, right? Um, this, this whole thing about, you know, using the gloves as if that's going to protect you, but then you're wearing the gloves all day long and you're touching everything else and you're not washing your hands because you got your gloves on. So if you use the gloves to walk through the store, not touch your face, you get out and then you discard the gloves. Fantastic. If you don't have a means of protecting yourself, uh, by using some type of, 
you know, alcohol solution and, and so on and so forth in order to clean and, and disinfect yourself. Um, keep in mind that COVID is, it's a flu, right? So in terms of catching the flu, I think there's a lot of us, you know, that may have high immune system and we get the flu, we feel shitty for a couple of days, but it doesn't really turn into anything. It doesn't turn into pneumonia. It doesn't turn into bronchitis. It doesn't turn into high fevers, uh, but we still catch it and, and you catch it because you're you're eating or breathing it into your face. So you have to touch something and touch your face. We touch our face thousands of times a day. And I'll tell you right now, uh, how many times have I come out of a store and then touched the handle on my vehicle, you know, to, to open it, get in, I disinfect myself uh, to whatever extent, and then I get out of the vehicle and I'm touching the door handle to close it anyways, right? And do you disinfect every single time you open every single door? No. And and do you subconsciously, not even thinking about it in any way, shape, or form, touch your face to brush the hair out of the way when you're trying to look for groceries after you just finished touching a box? Yeah, sure. Um, so so gloves are a false sense of security. I, I go around touching everything with my hands, and then I wash my hands. I, I don't open doors with my elbows. I, I don't do any of that kind of shit because... All you're doing is putting what is potentially bacteria and virus onto your clothing, onto yourself. And as you brush up against things, you're spreading it. Or as you brush against things, you collect it, et cetera, et cetera. Um, parks. Um, listen, parks have been closed. So the, this whole state of emergency thing, just so that we understand how this works, state of emergency is basically it, it gives the government a whole bunch of new controls. This is what I finished reading yesterday. Uh, they can at any point go, hey, we're closing down the country and it's uh, emergency services only for 14 days. They can do that pretty much at any point in time. Uh, but a 28 day extension requires, you know, different parties to vote on it and so on and so forth. Uh, but going in, going into a state of emergency allows our political leaders to make certain changes. They can modify the price of food and gas in the country regardless because uh, and this is an assumption here, but, you know, whatever trade, you know, routes that we have and treaties and stuff with other countries to, to organize the, the global economic state uh, are modified in an emergency state. So if they want to put the gas down to 30 cents and travel everybody into the same place and quarantine the entire fucking country into one province, like they could do that right in a, in a state of emergency to a certain extent uh, is, is how I'm understanding this. They can edit the laws during that moment. So state of emergency, we're in it. And this morning, Tuesday, okay, well, what's the date today? It is Tuesday, April 14th. Tuesday, April 14th. So April 14th, that's enough, thanks. Stop, 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 stop. No problem. Just let me know. <laughs> so, so as of today, the 14th, it's been extended by an additional 28 days. They voted. I don't know whether it was unanimous or not, uh, but it's an additional 28 days. So if this was going to end at the end of April, it is now going to end March, April, May, the end of May. This means June 1st. I don't know what the actual date is. Can you check that for me? All right. So uh, this means no public gatherings, no... No doing anything, no grouping, no going anywhere. Uh, and and if, you, if you don't abide by these seemingly temporary laws and you're caught, the state, so our government, has the right to fine and arrest you. Um, people right now violating um, 
the uh, they're supposed to be quarantine, self-quarantine, self-isolation. So, you know, after traveling, for example, if you're caught not self-isolating, it's up to $750,000. That's three quarters of a million dollars uh, and six months in jail for, for doing that. You're effectively, you're, you're a bioweapon, you know, at this point. You're a potential bioweapon. The state sees you as a weapon. So shut the fuck up. Go home, sit down and whine on the internet or, you know, build something, do some fucking arts and crafts or something, but please stay in the house. June 30th, uh, allegedly at the moment, this, uh, the, the emergency. So June 30th. So listen, your, your summer is, your summer's gone. Okay. So can we stop talking about how this is all going to like blow over somehow or that we're going to resolve something? The, the SARS vaccine took two years. We have an estimated 18 months for this one. Uh, the economy does need to function, uh, which I completely agree with. But this is going to lead me into my my boss. So my boss, forget his name and company. We clean things, but uh, in my humble opinion, it's not exactly a uh, essential an essential service. Um, and he's telling me he wants to go back to work April 23rd. Short of telling him to, f- to fuck off because I'm not one to like get into a fight or whatever there too fast and then have to eat my own words, I was very calm and I explained to him that depending on the state of what happens with everything uh, over the next two weeks will be my decision on whether I'm returning to work or not. And, and I'll suffer the consequences, whatever it is that I have to deal with. But I'll tell you right now... Um, with an extension of a 28-day emergency, uh, 12.5%, if I wrote this down properly, uh, 12.5% of all the cases uh, that have been tested for COVID are in the hospital. Uh, I don't think that number is correct, but uh, 24% of all the cases in Ontario are from the ages of 20 to 39, 24% of them. So I'm in that group. Okay. Uh, my girlfriend's in that group We're we're one quarter of the public, you know, that is, uh, being tested and proven to be positive. It jumps up to 33% for people between the ages of 40 and 60. So that's my parents. That's most likely your parents. Um, then we're taking a look at a drop again, 24% for people at, uh, you know, 60 to 79. So people in a retirement home are getting the shit kicked out of them. Um, I don't remember the list, but it was, you know, maybe like 40 different places or something where there were outbreaks. Um, a lot of them retirement homes and, and things like this. Um, the Bank Street Retirement Home had a, a large outbreak recently. Um, our Tuesday numbers in Ontario are up 483 cases in Ontario, bringing us up to almost 8,000 cases. And Quebec, who has kept their uh, mouth closed for quite a while and for good reason, is double our cases. There are 14,000 cases on the Quebec side. So when you take a look at, you know, two weeks ago, maybe, uh, maybe three weeks ago, uh, when the police ended up going to the border between Ottawa and Gatineau um, and and questioning people, you know, what are you doing? Where are you going? Coming in and out, so on and so forth. And, and you know, 
just trying to put some presence there or whatever, uh, I was told that they look ashamed. I was told that they look sad and pathetic for being there because it's not necessarily something that they can or want to enforce. And I, as uh, you know, an individual would not want to be stopping a hundred or a thousand cars a day walking up to them to any degree of distance going like, hey, you know, like, where are you going? And what are you doing? And just like basically causing shit. If the if the state, if our government or province is going to do something, do it. You know, if the cops are going to go after bad guys, if the cops are going to, you know, stop you, then then make a point of fucking doing it and doing it properly. But to inconvenience the public, uh, you know, is, is a whole thing that I think reasonable people will feel bad about and everybody else gets annoyed about. Um, it's, it's a fucking shame that they didn't just close the border, for example. Now, this not necessarily being the fact that I'm on the Ontario side that I'm saying this. I lived in Quebec for, you know, 15, 17, 18 years of my life. Uh, but, but the point is, is that we could have closed borders for China. We could have closed borders for Quebec. We, we could have closed borders, you know, Canada and, and, and United States or blah, 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 blah. We could have done all those things. And I think that's a different topic because I'm not in complete agreement with that. But at the end of the day, this is where we're at right now. And what has been very clear is that every time that something gets dramatic, everybody attempts to resolve. We band together a little bit better. And every time that it starts to resolve, we let go of the gas. People deal with the issues that they have at hand, that you know the, the squeaky wheel gets the grease type thing. And, and I think everybody's like that. And with good measure for, you know, for good right for most of us, because if there's a fire in the house, you know, there's no need to clean the floor like your house is burning down. So grab shit and get out, you know, probably start with the kids, for example, you know, not uh, your paperwork, for example. Um, So I can see how humanity would be like that. But when there were enough of us watching the rest of the world being, you know, China took out flamethrowers and burnt the air in order to kill the virus in the air. They took pressure washers and washed down all the buildings. And and we're talking like the government doesn't care there if you have charms hanging up on your front door. They'll blast your whole fucking house, wash it down, and and whatever happens, like too, too fucking bad, buddy, right? A billion fucking people or whatever and, and they have a public to, uh, to help, you know, uh, try to survive or, or want to live or whatever the fucking case. And uh, listen, they, they washed the streets. They sanitized the air. They cleaned the buildings. They, they cleaned their entire society in order to attempt to control this because it was so out of control. And this is nothing compared to other pandemics that, that have happened. Um, the video that I posted uh, yesterday, you know, or I talked about it, whatever the case, by Thunderfoot, uh, made it very clear that, you know, like we take a look at all of the cases that are happening ac- across the world, and it's always 10 times more than what we suspect. So uh, whatever, you know, like law of averaging or some, you know, kind of like social cognitive bias that happens or, or some science math thing about, you know, how many tests we're passing and how relative the tests are and how many people come in and stuff or whatever, like the habit of humanity, for example, the habit of humanity is making it very clear that every city says, oh, we have a thousand people while well, they actually have 10,000 and they find that out later. Or they have, you know, 10,000 and, and then we find out they have 100,000, you know, later on. 
or they say, oh, we've only got 7,000, but then they got 70,000, right? So just tack a fucking zero on the end. And this has happened time after time after time after time. Go ahead and research it. You'll find that I'm, I'm correct to share that knowledge anyways. So when we take a look at Ontario having 8,000 cases, we're probably talking more like 80,000 cases, right? When Ottawa says that it has 700 cases, right? You were probably talking somewhere more like 7,000 cases, you know? Um, so these are the true numbers because I know in the in the past podcast, I've just kind of like bounced around on the ship. But um, it's, uh, listen, it's it's going to get worse in the next two weeks. And that's that's what I told my boss. I'm like, no, uh, let's let's find out what happens. The fact that we went from, you know, 7,500 to 8,000 cases overnight um, that we're adding, you know, f- almost 50 deaths to the toll in Ontario that Quebec is showing to have twice as many cases as us is a, is a very clear indication that it's not functioning the way that we want it to. It, it's still getting worse. And while we have a, a few people in the hospitals from 103 cases to 94 cases or 99 cases or whatever it was, uh, you know, so going down like in a, in a positive mark requiring uh, ventilation, cool. Like we freed up, you know, six ventilators. Uh, but when you have 500 people that are becoming infected, uh, you know, and tested as positive, who may end up requiring it, and and that's uh, I think that's what the the 12.5 was. 12.5 of percent of the people that are being shown to have corona after being tested, having COVID, sorry, after being tested are, uh, you know, require hospitalization. So 10% of those 8,000 people in Ontario, that's 800 people in the hospitals. That's 8,000, sorry, that's 800 ventilators potentially that, that are required. Or even if it's, you know, half the cases, they're hospitalized, they're hospitalized. If they're hospitalized, it's probably pretty fucking bad. It's not something like, hey, we can give you a whole bunch of, you know, antibiotics and this and that and painkillers and morphine and whatever. Go home, drink lots of water, eat crackers and stay in bed for, for 14 days. They're hospitalized. They probably can't fucking breathe or can't move. They're, they're too weak or lethargic or whatever the case, you know, exhaustion, fever too high, can't take care of themselves and have no one to take care of them. So even if it was half and it's 400 people that require ventilators, how many ventilators do we have? You know, like that's that's what I would want to know. And, and if we have 400 ventilators, we're like we're point for point right now with COVID. So tomorrow, COVID's winning. And, and the people that don't have the ventilators are going to die. <laughs> like, I don't know what else to say. So, you know, when I, when I take a look at this, when it comes to ventilators per capita, Ontario, Ontario is near the bottom. Province has 12 ventilators per 100,000 people. That means we have 120. Oh, no, sorry. In, in uh, the whole province, right? Uh, okay, Google, how many people live in Ontario? In 2019, the population of Ontario was 14,566,540. Okay, so so let's say 15 million people. Uh, take take off a zero. Well, anyways, I'll do the math on Google. So, uh, okay, Google, what's 15 million divided by 100,000? The answer is 150. So 150 times 12. What's 150 times 12? Damn thing. Okay, Google, what's 150 times 12? Well, anyway, it was 1,700. 1, 1, 1, 1, 1, 1, 1, 1, 1, yeah, 1,800. 
So we have 1,800 ventilators. Okay, so cool, congratulations. We'll, we'll save the 400 people because we've got 1,800 ventilators across Ontario right now. Um, but in the next two weeks, that may not be the case. Uh, COVID is doubling every three days, was it? That's what we had found out, doubling every three days. So suspected cases, if you know social distancing is, is not effective or whatever the case, if these you know people that uh, you know are not hospitalized are moving around and, and so on and so forth and spreading, uh, the rate can be up to, uh, I think it was uh, Thunderfoot's video was like 1.3 over 14 days. So you infect 40 people in 14 days. Uh, top doctors can't say when COVID-19 will peak as models suggest up to 34,000 cases in Ottawa. Well, there you fucking go. So what, what did I say? I said Ontario was spouting 700. So I said 7,000. They're saying up to 34,000 now. So listen, the, the last podcast where I'd said, you know, uh, you know, a guesstimate was somewhere around 20,000 because I had said, you know, the average of 11 to 30,000, which was suggested about a week ago, uh, I was on track. So 20,000 and those 20,000 people can infect 40 people each over 14 days as kind of a spread rate. Um, so listen, this is definitely going to double in, in the next couple of days, at least by Friday. Uh, your suspected cases of 34,000 could jump up to 60,000. The current tested cases uh, coming in as positive sitting in Ottawa currently at... Uh, 750 some you know could could double by friday and it's 1500 people and then it's 3000 people and then it's 6000 people in you know under two weeks from now so 6000 people running around doing shit we don't we don't have enough fucking ventilators we, we had 1800 ventilators and we're getting 6000 new cases you know every uh, fucking day at that point in the next two weeks so good good luck good luck uh please stay home please stay home I'm not trying to scare anybody. I'm just saying, like, listen, like, people have spent way too much time running around fucking law of laws every single day. And I'm not saying go out and panic buy and buy, you know, fucking $600 worth of toilet paper because people did that and everybody else didn't have any, you know. Uh, and, and this is what this podcast is meant to be. It's meant to be some kind of rationality for humanity, you know, like... And people need to build and put onto the internet to share this information because me providing this to you gives you a perspective and then you're capable of doing something hopefully good with that. And, and I think that the generalization of what most Canadians or most humans believe to be good is, is probably close enough that it would be good if we were all putting a little bit of that effort in. Cleaning windows doesn't do anybody any fucking good when your state is, you know, in an emergency. Um, so I don't want to clean any fucking windows. Uh, so that's about it. That's that's what I got today. I didn't do my Reddit scan. I, I did a CTV scan. These these are all fucking things that you can find on CTV news on the on the front page. You search CTV, you click the the first link, and you scroll down the news, and, and you just take a look at it. That's where this is coming from, you know. Um, what else was I going to say? $750,000 fine. Keep that in mind. And you can also get fined for being in parks and, and having gatherings and stuff like that too. Um, for those who don't know, and I haven't searched it, so I don't know what it is, so don't ask me, but there is a, um, what's that line, BB? A rat line? What did I call it? Oh, snitch the snitch line. There's a snitch line, my friend. There's a snitch line. So you're running around, you're coughing on shit. People are going to call it fucking snitch line. Okay, 
cops come, they they find you. They pick you up. They arrest you. I mean, you get fucking marked. If they know who you are or what you're doing, don't think that shit doesn't go on some kind of fucking record at some point. I mean, let's be honest here. You know, the the, the province and, and the governments are freaking out. And you got to keep it in mind, like they're, they're trying to take care of 30 million people trying to fucking burn their air with flamethrowers for a billion people, you know, and, and we'll never see that here. That would be too, that would be too weird. I got freaked out when I saw, you know, three times the, the amount of people walking around in Vanier than normal. Um, if my government came into my fucking town and started flamethrowering the air, I'd be like, Jesus Christ, why am I not in Texas? Like, where's my gun? Cause now I, you know what I mean? Like that would freak the fuck out of me. Can you imagine you look out your window and there's, and there's six guys out there flamethrowering the air, you know? And, and it's like, you have no idea what the fuck they're doing. Your government's not going to tell you what they're doing. You're going to think it's an attack. That's how Canadians would uh, would perceive that. Most of y'all just fucking sitting in your comfy ass little chairs and beds and shit, playing Fortnite and all this other bullshit, sitting at home, blah, blah, blah. Still trying to live your, your regular life, thinking that Blues Fest is going to be a thing. Uh, listen, this Blues Fest thing, um, by the way, it's not going to happen. No, that wasn't on the news. And the only reason that they're not doing anything about it, I don't know if that's changed. No, hasn't changed? No. Uh, is because they're trying to hold on to your money so that people don't return it all at the same time. That's it. That's it. They're just trying to control their own calamity of when every single person who's bought Blues, F uh, Blues Fest tickets tries to get on the website and it crashes and no one can get their fucking refunds or people get double refunded or, or some shit like that and the company loses out, you know? So anyways, go to fucking Blues Fest, return your fucking ticket before you can't. Okay, stop being dumb. There's, there's no, there's no shit is happening this summer. Give up. Okay, just do something else with your time. Try to be a good fucking person. Cough in your sleeve. Wash your shirt. Don't forget to wash your jackets. Don't forget the. What about the bottom of your shoes? People aren't talking about the bottom of the shoes. Driving me nuts. Fuck. You know how many people spit outside? You know, people fucking piss all over the place and and stuff. Like, come on, come on now. You drop shit, you walk around, you step on it, you bring it home, you take your shoes off, your cat rubs against your shoe, now then your fucking cat is COVID positive and spreading it all in your fucking clothing and you're cuddling up, taking pictures, putting it on Reddit or whatever. Oh, you look at Fluffy, she's so fucking cute. Well, guess what? You're both going to fucking be in the hospital if you don't get your shit straight, possibly. Don't let me scare you, don't let me scare you. Um, that's it for today. I didn't put anything else together. I, I looked at the news. I'm, I'm relatively fucking depressed at, uh, it, you know, people not getting their shit together or whatever. Um, so I'm going to go for a walk. I'm going to do something positive. Try to put some shit together. Take care of my girl here. We're going to eat some food. I'm going to go for a little poo. <laughs> That's the end of the podcast. <laughs>